Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Been at the morgue this morning. They could have been preparing your funeral service. Don't play the fool. It's in him we move, we live, and we have our being. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. You ought to thank him without me even having to say anything. What does it make you think you all of that? When the devil was saying die, God said live. Thank you, Lord. It's moments like this that's good for us to give God his praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not in no hurry. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's amazing how passive people can be. The world, they got cheerleaders. People turning cartwheels, screaming and hollering, rooting for their team, and people come to church and act like God owed them something. You better check yourself. You better check your dipstick and see how much oil you got in you. I'm going to give you a little secret. You don't even have to have the Holy Ghost to be thankful. Some of y'all are devil and snatched your snagger tooth, took your joy from you, took your fight from you. It's time out for playing church. We owe God. I don't know about you, but I'm a debtor. I'm a debtor. I'll be, paying, I'll be trying to pay my bill for the rest of my life. I don't take this lightly that God spared me this morning. It's nothing but the grace of God. Somebody ought to tell him thank you one more time. Come on, tell him thank you one more time. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You can tell I'm glad to be here. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. One thing I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of passive church folk. When the world is doing everything they can to get ready for the season. Talking about our Lord and Savior. We got passive church folk. We got people going to church that's been going around in circles forever. You're in the same spot you were last year. I don't need not one amen this morning. I'm in this zone. I hear some preachers say that they work on their Sunday message all the week. I preached last night and God gave me mine just before I came to church. I'm sorry, I'm not that kind of preacher. I don't have a notebook full of messages. And I can go back and get one. 
and it got all the scripture and the details and everything in it. That's my, that's my message this morning. It looked like it wrote in shorthand because I was trying to get it together. Well, you know one thing I told the devil? He messed with me all night last night. But I told him, I said, now it's my time. Hmm. See, he had his chance to pound me. And now it's my time to pound him. And I assured him of one thing. I'm not going to bring anything, any less intensity than you brought on me. But the matter of fact is I'm bringing more. I told the Lord when I, when I got, I said, the Lord, I'm going to drop the hammer this morning. I'm going to drop the hammer. Some of y'all might not never come back. But you know what, with me, I don't even care. Go over to Reverend Radoff's church, Hootonville, where you can do what you want to do and act like you want to act and still be saved. Well, let me tell y'all a little secret. There is a lifestyle that goes with being saved. You can fix it any way you want to fix it. But with anything, the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm sure y'all are familiar with, they have certain uniforms. That's their uniform. Well, amen. The Eagles, Giants, in it, they have certain uniforms. And when you play for that team, you wear that uniform. Even when I was in high school, we had our uniforms. And you know what? Oh, God, the Holy Ghost is good, ain't it? It was always set before the game. We knew who was going to wear what. Uniforms. You know why they did that? Because they didn't want anybody to have a hard time recognizing who your opponent was. The Holy Ghost just dropped that in. Because, see, it's hard to defend when you don't know who your opponent is. What are you saying, Apostle? See, you need to wear the uniform so we'll know you from the devil. So we'll know you from the unsaved when you're professing to be saved. Because we might mistake you. We might ask you to sing a solo. <laughs> we might even ask you to preach. That's a good message right there. Dressed up in the wrong uniform. Don't y'all preach that now. Don't write that down. Please don't write that down. I, I got some folk, they'll write stuff down. They, they just, they write stuff down. We got folk, they, they dressed up in the, in the wrong uniform. I saw heads go down. I saw pins start moving. Somebody going somebody gonna to use that later, and I'm going to say, well, praise Jesus. And then they're going to say, you know what they're going to say? Isn't the Lord good? He gave me a thought. <laughs> well, I can't argue with you and say he didn't give it to you. Well, <laughs> one time I went to a funeral and I asked the preacher after the funeral was over, I said, do you mind if I preach that? He said, well, it wouldn't mind anyway. He said, I heard it from somebody else, so I'm just passing it on. <laughs> it's good when we can be with one accord. Now, if you take that message, which is not the message of the hour, that's a lot of in depthness in there when you're talking about dressed up in, see, Sister Rogers in her younger days, she was a cheerleader. And she was a cheerleader for Shaker High School. So when she was out there rooting for the, for the bison, she couldn't be out there rooting with Shaker stuff on and, and, and rooting for Niska Yuna or somebody like that. Some other cheerleaders going to look at us and say, whoa, whoa, what you doing? You over here with us. I'm sorry if I see you at Walmart and you cheerleading for the devil and I, I know you're supposed to be saved. I'm going to have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. What you doing? Somebody needs to change the uniform. This morning, I'm glad to be here. I'm saved by choice. I love the Lord. I'm, I'm saved, y'all. I know I'm saved. I don't understand people. 
We took a little vacation. You know what vacation is? We vacated. That means we got away from the routine. We took a break in the action. But it was something in the side of me, inside of me, was telling me it's time to go home. It's something inside of me telling me it's time to get back to work. Amen. And I want to help some of my preachers out this morning. When you get up here, when you assume the role, the calling of an oracle of God, you signed up to go to work. Not an appreciation, not to get famous, not to have your name broadcast, but you signed up to go to work. And your job is trying your best to get people into the kingdom of God. You sign, it's work. It's work being saved. That's when the Bible says what? Work out. Uh -huh. Your soul salvation work with fear and trembling. That means you got to be real cautious about it. You don't handle your salvation in and every kind of way. You don't take stuff lightly. You don't do this and say, well, don't worry, that ain't my message. But I'm just glad to be home. I was so glad last night to preach. It looked like I was trying to say two words at the same time. But the Lord blessed me. Got a real encouraging text after I got home. I said, well, praise the Lord. Folks, you know, there's one thing about it when you preach at home. Folks will be a year. They'll help you out. I know I know. I was all over the place last night. I, was, I don't know how some of the words was coming. I looked like they were just tied on to the end of another one. But I was trying to get a point out. People, it's time to get ready to meet our God. You know, this world is trying its best to get better. But it's time to meet our God. Jesus is on his way back. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning. Young folks are dying. They're, they're making caskets for young folks. They're cremating them. They're building homes for old folks. We had a, a good mother friend of ours. It was a family in New York. She passed away. And she passed away the day I was leaving, coming back home. She passed away at 90. Sweet lady. I was talking to Sister Rogers, and I didn't know what we call her husband, grandpa. And she was saying, he's 96. That's four years from being 100. There are people now didn't make it to 20. Just the other day, some food delivery guy took a little girl, killed him, threw her in a, in a creek, told a lie. Talking about he accidentally hit her and all this. And then he was delivering a contractor. Hit this little girl and then strangled her to death and threw her in a creek. I think she was about four or five years old. But nevertheless, she's dead. And he's facing capital murder. This is the time we're living. I was coming, you know, time is really changing. I was coming to church just a little while ago and I looked and I saw an Amazon truck. And when I looked and passed, I looked back. It was electric power. I'm 68. Can you imagine in my time coming up? Only thing we used batteries for was to start the car. Now we have vehicles that are powered by batteries, electricity. Look how far technology has come. There are some of us that can remember cars that had uh, generators on them. Some of y'all don't know what a generator is. Now they have alternators. Had voltage regulators on the firewall. <laughs> God help us. Some of them had a key you could turn and a starter switch on the floor, and you could turn your foot sideways and, and, and start it up. Uh-huh. You, you glow and you got electric windows and back in the day we had to 
Some of them old vehicles, you know, they had those little small windows, and you had to unlock that little master button and unlock it and turn it in so it can blow some air in there on you. I ain't getting no help. Some of the cars that didn't come with air conditioning, they put, they put one in there, and it was mounted under the dashboard. We had one, and one time when we were little, that joker got so cold, ice would form on it. We said it was snowball cold. That's how much time has changed. And when we look at evolution, when we look at time, when I'm talking, I'm not talking about the, you know, y'all stay when I'm talking about things have evolved. I'm not talking about uh, the law of evolution. There ain't no such animal. I was preaching last night for some of you all that wasn't here, and I was talking about what Isaiah saw. And in the message, I, I went home and I was telling Sister Rogers, can you imagine? Now, there is nowhere they talk about they found dinosaur bones and this and that and the other. But there is nothing in science that can describe a being that had six wings had a mouth that could talk, and then it had the ability to fly. And it had the ability to talk and said, holy, holy, holy. That's enough to get saved. Now, I asked you this morning, how many of you all have seen enough to get saved and you're still not saved? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm going to work this. I want to call your attention this morning. For those of you that have your Bibles, notice what I said, have your Bibles. You might not believe this, but every time you miss church, and I'm not saying it's not legit. But every time you miss church, you miss something. Amen. Amen. My subject last night was my turning point. The thing that happened in my life, in my life, 18 years of age, the thing that happened in my life that caused me to say, you know what? I'm tired of hypocrites and actors, fakes and phonies. I'm tired of the world playing me and being played by the world. It's time to get saved. And the Lord gave me something this morning, and I want to share something with you all from the fifth chapter. Whew. From the fifth chapter of the book of St. John. This is the KJV. If you got something else that's going to read different. And I just want to read this to you all, and then I'm going to take my little thought. When you have it, say amen, somebody, please. For those of you that still trying to find it. Well, we're not waiting. Catch up. It said, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda. I'm sure you all have heard of Bethesda Medical Center in Washington, D.C., having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. That means people that certain things about them is not working. Say folks of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Wow. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. 
when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? Do you want to be complete? The impotent man answered him, sir, look how kind he was. Sir, I have no man when the water's troubled to, be, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. And Jesus said unto him, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. Look there. And took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. This is what the, the Lord gave me. My subject this morning is get rid of yourself. Get rid of yourself. Now, this is a notation. If y'all keeping the log, y'all can write this down. This is what the Lord gave me. And I don't look at my note. It looked like it's written in shorthand, but I had to write it because I was pressed. The Lord told me to tell the saints of God, get rid of yourself before you do or say something ridiculous. When you spell the word ridiculous, it starts out with rid. <laughs> so you need to get rid of yourself. Before you do or say something ridiculous. Y'all pastor. See, a carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be, so they that are in the flesh. You can be saved, but be carnal minded. Y'all pastor. See, when you get saved, your mind is constantly trying to go back to the fleshly side. That's why you have to continue to renew your mind. That's why you have to continue to dig. That's when you have to come to church. That's when you have to fast. That's when you have to pray to make sure you keep yourself in this mind that was in Christ Jesus. Because I'm going to give you a little secret. If you don't get rid of yourself, you're going to say or do something ridiculous. And you know what? Everybody's going to know it but you. You're going to say something crazy, something off the wall. And somebody's going to say, what? Ridiculous, unseen, unheard of, not logical, hilarious. Huh? How did you say that? But you got to get rid of yourself. I ain't getting no help this morning. That's all right. I'm, I'm going to roll anyway. I'm going to roll anyway. I'm going to roll on. Here was a man. Here was this man. Every year, this man knew there was a troubling of the water. And this is not, this is not written down in history. Science is not going to tell you, but what God did, God sent an angel down. Every year at a certain season, when this angel went down, all of a sudden the water started turning. When the water got troubled, the first one that got in the water was the one that was made whole of whatever disease he had. It didn't matter what you had. If you were the first one in the water, you got healed. When you know it's coming, why are you not preparing for it? We got people in financial distress, but you put yourself there. We got people dealing with different issues. You brought it on yourself. You did something ridiculous. When you don't consecrate yourself, that's ridiculous. You know why? How do you expect to stay saved? And you don't consecrate yourself. How do you expect to stay saved and you don't pray? How do you expect to be blessed and you're robbing God? And the ridiculous thing is when you think you can get by. I knew this one was going. I told you I'm dropping the hammer today. There's a whole lot of people there. Had all kinds of fault. Listen what the Bible say. There was some that were blind. There was halt. There was people that had... It, it, all kinds of different infirmities, impotent folk. But you know what some of them did? Some of them made up in their mind, I'm getting delivered. Somebody made up in their mind, I'm going to be first. We all run the race, but we run the race to win. 
So when you know that season, it's a certain season. So the people would knew, just like when we know fall is going to come, when we know spring is going to come, you've got to prepare yourself because I've got this infirmity, but I know one thing. It won't cost me nothing. I don't have to go to the hospital. All I have to do is put myself in a position. If I get in that water first, I'm getting delivered. And the thing you have to remember, that was others had gotten delivered year after year. This man had had 38 years. How many opportunities do you have to have to get it right? Every time you go to the pool, you come out a loser. When do you get to the point saying, this is my time? When do you get to that point saying, I'm not going home without? This is my time. Sometimes I use the, the illustration of a, of a turtle. Some of you country folk. You can go out to the water and turtles can be lined up on a tree limb. I mean just lined up. And when you get close, you know what they do? Because they, they're in a shell. The only reason they're sitting up there because they're holding on with their feet. And when they see you, you know what they do? They just let go. And boom, they're in the water just that, that quick. You know, if you want to get delivered, sometimes you got to get a turtle spirit. Even if the wind blow too hard. I may have to get back up out of here, but if the wind blow too hard, I'm in the water. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I don't care if a catfish came through and, and sort of flopped a little bit. I thought, boy, I thought that was it. I wanted my deliverance that bad. But when Jesus began to look at the man, 38 years, and the Bible saying Jesus knew that he had been now a long time in that case. And it's a, Jesus looked at this man and said, you know what? This man been sick a long time. Y'all ever notice something about people that's been sick a long time? When they've been sick a long time, people take on a, a mentality of sickness. They take on a mentality that, can you do this? I ain't talking about your cousin. I ain't talking about none of your family. I'm just talking about people, other folk. When people get in a condition, and I had no intention of, didn't discuss it with her, but she's my daughter, so I know she won't mind. I look at Sister Rachel, and she's blind. But she can hear my voice, and she knows me. And she called me daddy. She can smell my cologne and know it's me. I was talking about the airlines last night, and, and, and back in the back, she was talking to me after church. She said, she said, she said, she said Dad, I miss flying. <laughs> I said, God. She can get up out of her seat and go down these, this center aisle, go all the way back to the restroom here, and come back. She operated in a house. Brother Kidnell is a witness. God help him. He, he'd be in trouble if it wasn't for Sister Ray. She, she, she. He got everything working, and she and she get around, and she can she know what's in the house. Did nobody ask me? Did nobody ask me for no? I didn't ask for nobody's opinion this morning. Can I have permission? I'm just talking about what I know. I, I know she she can she she knows she can just touch stuff. And some and sometimes she can get up out of her seat and and he'll call her and and she can just walk right. She have a her little cane in her hand and she'll walk right to him. Sometimes I walk out there and I say, I say, Sister Ray's here. And, and, and she'll hear my voice. She'll walk, just walk right to me. Now, what's your excuse? What's your excuse? Some of y'all just plumb sorry. My daddy said, you're, you're trifling. When you're trifling, you pass sorry. Trifling, you're at the bottom. You're rubbing, you're scrubbing the bottom. Trifling. You don't have no drive. You don't have nothing in you that's pushing you to do and be better. Some of y'all got, got all your limbs, can see everything, won't even clean your room up. I ain't asking nobody. I'm just like a blind. I'm like, I'm going I'm to be blind this morning, so I, I don't see none of y'all. Some of you trifling, sorry. 
won't even wash your own clothes. And after you wash your clothes, you won't fold them. And when you fold them, you won't put them up. That's trifling. Going and cook in the kitchen, and then you cook. You use a pot. You ate out the bowl, but then you won't wash it. You're going to put it in the sink and let them stack up because you want somebody else to wash them. That's trifling. It's too much soap and water for people to go around smelling. Well, help me out, ceiling fan. One thing I can't stand, I can't stand a funky woman. It's too much soap and water, and you can't mix must and deodorant together. You can deal with a man sometimes when he's a little, whew, but when he gets to a certain age, you have to say, brother, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Amen. You need to get rid of you. You need to get rid of this and use some soap and water and use this. Sometimes you don't want to be offensive, but sometimes you have to be, at Christmas time, you have to bless folk. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Sometimes you have to give them that. Sometimes you have to give them a good case of axe, of the axes. The axes, the body wash, all of it, the deodorant, all of it. And then, and if they, and then give them the old man and the, give them the man in the ship, so they can old spice down a little bit. Got to get rid of your. You got to get rid of. Yourself. Say, well, well, I don't smell that. Your, your, your nose did. You haven't been around it so long you can't smell it. Boy, it's a pastor. This is what I am. I'm a pastor. I'm pastoring. It ain't about making you come to church and everybody shouting, going, oh, we had a time. We had a time. No, I'm pastor. I'm trying to help you when you come back to the next service, you can shout. See, I'm trying to help you out, so I'm trying to help you say some thing, know some things so somebody else don't say something and then get your feeling hurt. Well, amen. How many hear what I'm saying? This is the thing that we, you got to get rid of yourself. This man, when Jesus asked him, you know what he said, sir? Got real good. I have no man. People that have problems getting rid of themselves, they're always able to point the finger at somebody else. It's never them. It's always somebody else. The scripture don't say nothing about all these other folk that was there. And I can't believe that everybody else was there had somebody. They may have had somebody to take them. But I can't believe everybody was sitting there had somebody just waiting. Time it have to go push me. That's something you got to do yourself. That's something you can't just sit around and wait for everybody else to do for you. There's something you've got to do yourself. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Sir, trying to be, don't, don't try to be polite. Sir, you still wrong. I have no man. When the water's trouble to put me into the pool. Isn't this something? It's bad when I, let me tell y'all some brothers. Don't nobody get mad at me. Miss Lucy taught all her boys how to cook. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I don't say it for no hot dog. But I can burn a pretty good pot, too. When I was in Atlanta, almost four years, all my home training came back. 
Amen. I didn't have a maid. I didn't have no woman coming in cooking for me either. I cooked for myself. I wasn't sitting around waiting on the church saying, y'all going to prepare dinner for me. I learned how to take a pack of pork chops and break them down into twos. Because see, back then I was doing about two around. I would get me a family pack. I know how to season them. Uh-huh. I stopped using the bags to season my chicken. You know how you flour. I got me one of them little plastic containers where you can put it in. You flip, flip it like that. Get it floured real good. Mm-hmm. I know how to make gravy. And it's not burnt. I ain't getting no help. I know how to cook cornbread. I'm working on the biscuits, but I, I, I'm going to get there one day. I'm going to do it. If I can get it like mama used to do, she used to roll them in her hand and lay them in the pan. Bam, bam, hit them with her knuckles. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. We call them cat heads. And then she put a little grease on the top of them. And boy, when they rise. Some of y'all talking about them little hungry jacks. Let me tell you something. My, my dear can make some cat heads. They, they that big around. Let me tell you, all you need is one. And you bust it open and put some butter in it and get some brother rabbit side. I ain't talking about no log cabin in Vermont made. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about uh, Brother Rabbit in the brown can. <laughs> some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all city folks. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about when you have to take some, some sojo and parboil it. Some of y'all don't even know what sojo is. You have to cut it, slice it, parboil it, and get the salt off of it. And then fry it. And have that rind on there. When we get through that rind, we chew that rind like bubble gum. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? You know, we, we have to get rid of ourselves. We, I, I, well, I don't eat that. What do you mean you don't eat that? That's why we've got too many privileges in life. I don't eat that. When we came up, you didn't have a choice. When we came up, this one didn't eat pizza. This one ate spaghetti. This one had hot dog. No, they fixed one meal. You ate or you fasted. Because if you didn't eat it, you just, well, and you know what mama do? She leave it on the stove. And you hear somebody in there rambling around later. You get hungry enough, you take one of those, uh, one of them Jack mackerels and put it in between one of those biscuits. Put a little of that little sorghum, that little brother, uh, brother rabbit syrup. And if you didn't have any brother rabbit syrup, sometimes you take some sugar and some water and just boil it and make a little sugar syrup. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Pastor, what's sugar syrup, sugar syrup? We can make it work, boy. Huh. What I'm talking about, I don't eat that. What do you mean you don't eat that? You better eat it or you're going to fast. And mama don't feel sorry for you either. And see, that's how, that's how we, were, we were made. I ain't getting no help. That's how we had to get rid of ourselves. Because if you didn't get rid of yourself, well, I don't eat that. Well, you know what mama said? Well, praise the Lord. She ain't gonna get in on conversation with you. She gonna go on and finish cleaning. You know what the mother rooters in there doing? Your brothers and sisters in there, they smacking and going on. And you, you, you know, I'll eat yours. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the way it was in my house. See, there was some rooters at my house. Well, my brother was like this: when you you better get your spot now, because if you miss your spot. Well, I'm going to eat later. I'm going to get me a nap. <laughs> you better hope mama put you something up. Because when them rulers got through, praise Jesus. Sometimes you had a little of this and a little of that and none of this. Well, amen. Y'all might have believed this. When we were coming up, as many chickens as we had in the yard. I'm talking about live chicken walking around. You ate a certain piece at a certain age. It ain't too much on a fried chicken foot. But let me tell you something, when you know how to break them down, you can take those toes and break them down and get all that and get that ball right in the center. Yeah. 
And so you graduated. As different ones graduated and left the house, you moved on up. You moved up to the short thigh, I mean to the leg. Then you got to the short thigh. But when you got to the chicken breast, man, let me tell you something. And, and, and folks are like, well, I don't want no back. We ate the back and the bishop's nose. Somebody said, well, pastor, what's the bishop know? That's the last piece that went over the fence. That's what we call them when we were left. That was the bishop's nose. That piece that's right on the back end of the back. They look like a, 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 a flattened strawberry. <laughs> Baptize that bishop's nose with some hot sauce. Take him in. We made it happen. But we know what we had to do. We had to get rid of ourselves. Well, amen. Sister Rogers being from New York and one time when we came down, we went over my mother's house and my mother cooked a pot of chicken and dumplings. And I'm telling you, my blessed wife, she went down in that pot with that spoon and when she turned it, all of a sudden, a claw come up out of there. She went to screaming, hollering. <laughs> See, back then they made dumplings with chicken feet. For some of y'all that don't know, back during the slavery time, when the black man got just portions of that that the white man or the slave owner was throwing away, we took it and made it our the feet, they didn't want the feet, so we got feet. We got chitlins. We got hog mauls and tripes. Oh, God. They got the tongues and the heads and all of that. They Back then, they made hog head cheese. Y'all not the pastor, I don't eat that. I'm just talking about it. I ain't saying I eat all that, but I'm just saying they, they made hog head cheese. Now, a Hispanic brother will take that head. Go to some of the markets now where the Hispanics go. They got the whole hog head sitting up in there with the eyeballs looking at you. Amen. You even got a whole pile of malnourished. You can get anything you want, but people ate everything. They didn't throw away nothing. Only thing got away was a squeal when he, when he died. But we had to get rid of ourselves. We couldn't come up. See, you all, some of y'all don't know what it's like. I want y'all to listen to me real good. You don't know what it's like when you have to go to school and your lunch is in a brown paper bag and all you got is a biscuit and an egg sandwich. And your sandwich is not in a in foil or saran wrap or baggie. Your sandwich is just in a brown paper bag and you've been carrying it around all day and the bag is already greasy. The kids sitting at the table eating. They take their lunch out and put that lunch on the table and unfold it. And you stick your hand up in the bag because you don't want nobody to see it. And you break off of it and eat it. But you went to school anyway. You gave it all you had. I owe it to myself. I owe it to my parents for the sacrifice that they made for me. There ain't no such thing. I'm going to school and I don't want to do this. And I'm going to talk back to the teacher and I don't want to participate. What are you talking about? My parents are doing the best they can do. Sometimes you, all you have is a Jack Mackerel and a biscuit. No mayonnaise. No mustard. But you made up in your mind. I'm going to get one thing about it. You may not have had the best to eat, but that didn't have nothing to do with your brain. You could still go to school and excel. You could still tell your, I'm talking about when these other kids, when they got nice converse, and you don't have certain things to wear, certain shoes to wear, when they can wear this and change this and change that, but you don't have all of that. But you know what you do? You take what you got and you go to school. You got to get rid of you. When you got to have everything perfect, when you got to have everything to your specification, you got to learn how to operate when things are not there. You got to learn how to let adversity make you. This man started giving excuses. I don't have nobody. When Jesus asked him, 
will thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him. Look what he said. And Jesus said unto him, let me tell y'all something. The good part about this scripture is the man that made the pool is here now. You don't have to go into the pool because the man that made the pool, the man that was troubling the water, he's here now. You don't have to wait till the troubling of the water. The Lord is saying, if you want to be delivered, you can be delivered right now if thou canst believe. All things are possible. And look what the Bible said. And Jesus took it out of his hand. Because he may have made an excuse. And Jesus told him, he said, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Um, no, nowhere it said that Jesus caught this man by the hand. That's something you got to do. When Jesus told him to arise, this man has had to have enough in him. He had to get rid of himself. Before he said or did something ridiculous. And Jesus told him, rise. I'm getting ready to say something. What you're dealing with right now. What you're dealing with right now. What the doctors have told you right now. Can you bring your faith to a point that you can rise and take up your bed and walk. Those knees that's giving you a hard time, that back that's giving you a hard time, that neck that's giving you a hard time, those ankles that's bothering you. I don't care what the doctor said. Can you bring your faith to a point? Listen to what I'm saying. Can you bring your faith to a point right now? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you bring your faith to a point right now that you can rise up off your seat? And I'm healed. Jesus didn't rub him. Jesus didn't anoint him. He didn't touch him. He told the man to get up. And the Bible declared immediately the man was made whole. Somebody say, no, he was made whole. Didn't he? No, he had to get up first. He wasn't made whole and then he got up. He had to believe God while he was in that condition. Do you not know this? You've got to learn how to believe God when you're still hurting. you got to learn how to believe God when pains are ripping your body, but I'm healed. Not only that, took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Somebody said, well, why did he heal on the Sabbath? Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. All these folk hung up on Sabbath days. See, the Muslims, they have Sabbath on Friday. Other folks have Sabbath on Saturday. The same day was the Sabbath. The Sabbath was nothing but a shadow of things to come, a day of rest. That's all. And they criticized Jesus because he healed a man on the Sabbath day. <laughs> God will heal any time. When you, you don't have to wait. Well, well, it's a Sabbath day. I can't believe God today because it's a Sabbath. No, 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 no. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Listen to what the scripture said. Immediately. I'm getting ready to say something. I'm going to tell you all something else. I'm not calling no prayer line for no healing. I'm going to challenge your faith. I'm getting ready to challenge your faith. You better hear what I'm saying. And you know what? If don't nothing happen, it ain't got nothing to do with me. 
is your faith. So you can think you have faith and you don't have faith. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to challenge some people's faith in our listening audience, viewing audience, and right here in this sanctuary. Whatever's hurting you, I'm getting ready to challenge your faith. When I ask you to stand to your feet, can you muster up enough faith that I'm believing God that when the man of God says, stand on your feet, I'm healing you. When the man of God say, stand on your feet, I'm declaring my healing. Apostle used to tell us as ministers, he said, you can't get up here and preach all this faith and talk about what God is. And every time somebody preach and they have a prayer line, you down there in the prayer line. You know what he told us? He said, you have to. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look at the prayer line. I see brother so-and-so in the prayer line. Sister so-and-so or somebody, a lady in the red dress. Somebody got a blue dress on. When he pray for her. I'm bringing my faith to a point of contact that when he pray for him, when he lay hands on him, I'm getting, I'm getting my, I'm going to get, my back may be hurting right now, but I believe God. When the preacher put, I'm standing there looking over the banisters down in where the altar call is being made. But I'm telling myself, when the preacher lay his hands on that brother, when he lay his hand, and when that brother lift his hand, I'm declaring my healing is done. Get rid of yourself. Before you do or say something ridiculous. Everybody's standing to your feet. God help somebody. I'm glad you weren't trying to get in the pool. This is what it boils down to. You ought to be checking yourself out right now. Uh, I don't feel that now. We make, we make it so hard. The doctors are the ones that have a hard time, not God. The doctors are the ones that have to do the surgery and all that, not God. The doctors are the ones that have to replace hips and knees and elbow joints and all that, not God. God just... He sent his word and healed him. Somebody said, well, but I have problems with migraine headaches. You don't have to take all that crazy medicine. It's going to make you feel suicidal and all this other kind of stuff. All you got to do is say, just get, I'm healed. I'm healed. That's all you got to do is believe God. Get rid of yourself before you do or say something ridiculous. Before you say, well, it didn't happen, get rid of yourself. Before you say or do something ridiculous. Because it ain't on God's part. It's not on my mind. I just deliver the mail. The Lord has already sent his word. This, this is where our faith has got to go. This is where our faith has got to be built. This is the point that we have to get to where we stop playing games and start taking God at his word. I'm tired of hurting. My turning point. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of going through this. I'm getting rid of myself so I can believe God. I'm getting ready to pray for somebody in our viewing audience. I feel the Holy Ghost. Saints, let me tell you something. There ain't just healing. Whatever your need is, if thou canst believe, all things. Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't want to lose my house. Who said you got to lose your house? Where's your faith? 
I remember one time, Apostle had a taste for something. They had a taste, I believe it was for a hand. And a man came by the church, stopped in front of the church and said, give this to the preacher. A hand. <laughs> I was telling Sister Roth the other day, I said, isn't it good how God can do little bitty things? Last night after church, he said, you know, I got a taste for something. I said, I said, I got a taste for some chicken. I said, well, I was thinking about something with you. And then you know what? I said, you know, I had a taste for this, but if you want chicken, I'll bring some chicken. So we stopped and got something, and it was a walking uh, at the house. I said, now, uh, uh, was it good? She said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, was your need satisfied? She said, oh, yeah. Mine was too. See, I got blessed as well. But my point is, since God will have people do little bitty things, you didn't even, you didn't even ask. That's how good God is. That's what he does. I don't know about you all. My testimony is this. I was born with asthma. The doctors gave me up to die. But God healed my body. It doesn't matter about what nobody say. I know I don't have asthma. Sister Rogers is my witness. No pumps. Not mine. I don't keep any pumps in my briefcase, in my car, in my truck. Because I don't need, I don't have asthma. The Lord gave me a blood clot in my left leg back in 16. Then he sent me to Atlanta. I used to drive to Atlanta and I would have to stop two or three times to get out and stretch my leg. Sister Rod's a witness. I can drive to Atlanta now, take care of the business I got to do and drive all the way back. Dallas without even stopping. I'm delivered. Amen. Broke this shoulder. God healed it. Still have no pain. I give my testimony. One time I was bleeding, so my doctor told me, say, you got to change your method, of, your method of preaching. And I told him, I said, I need to change my doctors. He said, you're literally bursting blood vessels the way you preach. I don't say it. I say it to help somebody. I would put those always pads in my underwear. Sometimes I would put two. I would go home. Sometimes my clothes were just bloody after doing, preaching a message and doing a blood transfusion at the same time, then come back Sunday night and preach again. One day I told Sister Rogers, I said, I'm, going, I'm running out. I'm going to go to Kroger and get that bonus box. Those always pads. When I went in the closet, the Lord always called me Brother Rogers. He said, Brother Rogers, he said, you're healed. Don't have that problem anymore. And in my house, in my closet, on a shelf, there's a box of those always pads. And in that box, there is one pad. And every so often I go in there and I just put my hand up on the shelf and say, Lord, I thank you. That's my memorial. And I'm going to show you. Don't know, I don't want nobody to get me wrong. Don't nobody say, well, pastor. But I'm, I'm delivered. <laughs> if I had to get up and preach like I could preach, I'm going to show you all something. I'm delivered. I'm healed. Yes, hey, I'm healed. Didn't go to the doctor. The Lord said, you are healed. Delivered myself. Before I did or said something ridiculous. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If thou canst believe all things, when I say it, all things, 
before I go a step further, I want you to do something for me. I want you to put yourself at the pool of Bethesda. Now, you are one of the impotents. And that the man that made the pool has come by. And his question to you is, will thou be made whole? Do you want to be delivered? Right now in my viewing audience, I'm getting ready to pray for somebody. Right where you are, if you're not saved, lifting holy hands without wrath to God. Now ask God, say, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. Save me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, do it right now in the name of Jesus. We call it done. You heard that petition. You heard that cry. Those that are sick in the body, give them a miracle. Do it now. And we thank you in Jesus' name. There it is, my brothers and my sisters. I gave you what God gave me. Right now, I'm getting ready to make an altar call. This ain't no game with me. This is business. This is my life. I'm not begging. If you want to get rid of yourself, before you do or say something wicked to us, step out to the rear side and make your way down here and we'll come and deliver you. One. Two. Three. I'm praying a mass prayer right now. Don't bother about coming down. The first one that got in the pool. See, God's tired of our slowfulness, our indecisiveness, where we can't decide. We have made up our mind yet. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the feet of these that are standing. We thank you for the service this morning. We thank you for the word. We pray, oh God, that you would touch heal, deliver, and set free. We pray that you would move in the bodies of those that are having complaints. Whatever it is, wherever it is, move it now. And we thank you and we give you the praise. We declare victory. We declare deliverance in Jesus' name. And we give you the praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. And we thank you for it right now. Amen. There it is, my brothers and my sisters. I gave you what God gave me. We're coming back tonight with a great service. Somebody said, well, Pastor, you're going to preach tonight? Watch me. Y'all remember Jane Brown when he used to say, watch me. We're going to have church tonight. Amen. We're going to come back. We're going to have a glorious time. Service starts at 730. We're looking for you. We're listening for you. For those that were watching by Facebook and YouTube, those that were listening by podcast, the Lord delay is coming 730 this evening. We will be back with another great service expecting a move of God. But I'm telling some of you all standing here right now, your time is running out. The clock is ticking. Anybody know anything about a clock, a stopwatch? The hand doesn't stop moving until you mash the button. The clock is ticking. Don't run out of time. Don't run out of time. Looking forward to a great time this evening. We've enjoyed being with you this morning. Remember, you don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. Until we come your way again next time. I want you to do something for me. I want you to go with God. And I promise you, God will go with you. Be blessed. Give the Lord some praise. Clapping it this morning. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. getting ready to bless the Lord at this time, appreciating God for all that he's done, thanking God for the saints of the most high God. Trust that you've got blessed from the word this morning. I'm thankful. Don't nobody get me wrong. Somebody says, well, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm believing what my, I'm not knocking you for going to the doctor. 
But don't knock me when I want to believe God. He's my healer. And see, what you have to do a lot of times, you have to build on past victories. He's healed me too many times. A testimony sometime I almost forget. When that black widow spider bit me in the neck and the side of my face swolled up, turned into water blisters. Then the water blisters started dripping it everywhere it would drip. It would start another sore. Finally, one day, the corruption drained out and the skin dried up and all my skin on the side of my face just fell off. My whole face on this side was pink. Looked like somebody scalded. My sister came over and she asked my wife, she said, what did you do to my brother? Looked like somebody scalded me. And I told God, I said, don't let the devil mar me. You know what God did? He put the skin back. He put the color back in the skin. None of the hair on my face died. Just like it never happened. He made me whole. I just believe God. And I'm trusting and praying. See, when you get rid of yourself, and I say the things I said this morning, you won't get mad. You're going to take it to better yourself. I'm the pastor. It's my job to watch for your soul, and if I don't watch for your soul, God's going to get you. That's why it's good to have a good church home. That's why it's good to be stable. You can't do good eating in and everywhere. You need to be in one spot so you can have a good balanced diet. Amen. We appreciate God this morning. Uh, Good. Evangelist Malone is going to handle the regular offering this morning. And Brother Darrell Walton is going to handle the second Sunday offering. And we're going to do it in that manner. Can the church say amen? amen? We're looking forward to this evening. I'm looking forward to seeing my members. Now, if I can fly into the city and preach last night, preach this morning, and preach tonight. What's your excuse? Well, they, somebody said, well, pastor, it's raining. Let me tell y'all something. When I went to the airport to pick up Sister Rogers the other night, it was so foggy, you couldn't hardly, I mean, you couldn't hardly see a good 20, 30 feet. In, I mean, it was heavy, heavy. And you know what? When I got down on Lemon, all of them little places down in there, were, they, were, they were jumping. Cars, they were police cars. I'm told them had a wreck. No, police car. Down on Haskell, down there, uh, sitting in front of the club. 